0: Hi, my name is Tracy Coral, and welcome to Indispensable People. I'm a wife, mom, teacher, pastor, and missionary, and I believe that every person should have the opportunity to know Christ, grow in Him, and serve Him with the gifts that He has given, no matter their ability. Over 65 million Americans have a disability. That's 25% of the population. However, over 80% of them are not inside the walls of our church. Let's dive into those hard topics, biblical foundations, perceptions, and world-changing ideas. Welcome to Indispensable People. And today we're going to talk about how they got that guy through the roof. You know what I'm talking about. It is in Luke chapter 5, verses 17, and it stops at verse 26. And it is the greatest story of some amazing friends who just did what needed to be done. And it says, one day while Jesus was teaching, some Pharisees and teachers of the religious law were sitting nearby. In parentheses, it says, it seemed that these men showed up from every village in all of Galilee and Judea, as well as from Jerusalem. And the Lord's healing power was strongly with Jesus. Some men came carrying a paralyzed man on a sleeping mat. They tried to take him inside to Jesus, but they couldn't reach him because of the crowd. So they went up to the roof. They took off some of the tiles. Then they lowered the sick man on his mat down into the crowd right in front of Jesus. Seeing their faith, Jesus said to the man, Young man, your sins are forgiven. But the Pharisees and teachers of the religious law said to themselves, Who does he think he is? That's a blasphemy. Only God can forgive sins. Jesus knew what they were thinking, so he asked them, Why do you question this in your hearts? Is it easier to say your sins are forgiven or stand up and walk? So I will prove to you that the Son of Man has the authority on earth to forgive sins. Then Jesus turned to the paralyzed man and said, Stand up, pick up your mat, and go home. And immediately, as everyone watched, the man jumped up, picked up his mat, and went home praising God. Everyone was gripped with great wonder and awe. And they praised God, exclaiming, we have seen amazing things today. So let's set the scene, okay? We have some men carrying their paralyzed friend on a mat, okay? It's not like a stretcher or it's probably kind of flimsy, And they have an urgency within them, okay? They are, patience, let's say, is probably not gonna be one of their biggest character traits at the moment, okay? And instead of deciding to push their way through the people, you know, they just climb the roof, no biggie, right? They're just gonna go up on the roof. And they risk getting hurt. They risk, you know, whatever else could happen, but they are not going to risk the chance of missing Jesus. So in that moment, their friend becomes a priority and they just simply wanted him to be healed. And on top of that, they believed that it could happen. So let me just say, when we talk about disability ministry and we consider things, one of the top needs are real relationships. Okay. Not a pitied relationship, not a, uh, I'm just going to care for you and help you relationship, but a co laboring, we're in this together friendship. Okay, because your pitied friends, you know, they're going to pat your back and walk you through some things, but they are not going to look at your purpose and God's plan and help you to do the things that God has for you because when they pity you, they don't see your purpose. But when you have a friend in your life that can see your purpose, they may have compassion for you. They need to have compassion for you, but they will not block your purpose with pity. So basically what I'm saying is, These guys are like top role models for the types of friends anyone needs and especially those with disabilities because again, it is the fact that they believed they wanted the best for their friend and they were willing to do what needed to get done to make it happen. There wasn't any well, you know, his life isn't that valuable. He's a burden to us. He, this, that, the other, whatever reasons or things that people could use as excuses towards individuals with disabilities because of their weaknesses or their lack of contribution or whatever. They were like, this is our friend. Jesus is here and we know that he can do things for our friend and we're going to get him to them. And listen, again, we go back to looking at the getting on the roof, right? Like crazy town. We're not talking like modern day fire and rescue. We've got the ropes. We've got the pulleys. We've got all the systems in place and the equipment, all of that kind of stuff. We're not talking that like these guys, climbed on top of a roof with a guy who is on a flimsy mat. So the roof, right? Okay, so is it like the pitched roof, the thatched roof? Is it the clay roof? Is it the, what What are we talking here? So at that point in time, where they were is that the roofs were flat and uh, people could sleep on top of the roof when it was hot. And to make the the roof, the builder would lay some sticks close together over the beams and cover them with, um, like, a clay, like a packed clay. And um, they might use, like, a roller or something to pack this down, and it made uh, for the hard clay roof. So to make a hole, these guys would have had to dig through the clay and remove some of the sticks so probably the roof was so low, that maybe they didn't need ropes to get him down in, but still think of all the things that they had to do to just get him in there. Think of their faith. Like these four men were like, we're getting this guy in here. Now we're a team of five, right? Like we're gonna make this happen. And um, we're gonna go back to some things that we talked about in our previous episodes where we talked about, Disability and sin, right? And we said that not all disability is tied to sin, and that it is not um, the generations of sin, of the, the general generational curses of sin that have come, but it is a more of a heart issue that Jesus has the priority to show for. And we see this in these scriptures because right before Jesus healed this man, he said, your sins are forgiven. And then he said, get up and walk. So he didn't say he was disabled because of his sin, but he took care of the sin issue as a number one priority because salvation is the priority over healing. And here's why. Listen, someone can be healed and not saved. And that means if they are healed and not saved, they are still not going to heaven. But if they are saved and then healed, they have eternity promised to them in heaven and so Jesus made not only the opportunity for this man to be in heaven for eternity with him, but he also gave him healing on earth. So, can you imagine those friends? Can you imagine them watching their friend go through this? The faith that it took them to get through that roof, to lower him down, to believe that Jesus could heal their friend, that now their friend doesn't have just the healing, but they have the, they have the promise of eternity, And so we can go through the whole story and talk about the Pharisees and their reaction and all of the craziness that happens, but let's go on and talk about the importance of these friends, the importance of the people that come around you, that surround you. And so I'm gonna share with you a little bit about um, a couple different individuals that I have met along the way that, um, let me just tell you, because they had the right people around them, they were able to fulfill their purposes for God in the moments that he was calling them to it. And so I have a great friend who, um, she has some learning disabilities and there's some other, honestly, I don't even know all of her diagnoses. I just know that um, disability is involved and she does have assistance to live But she attends our church, she has attended some of our events and things in the past, and she's participated in some of our outreach events at our church, one of them being Coffee and a Prayer. And Coffee and a Prayer is literally a drive-through event where a car drives through, they get a coffee on their way to work in the morning or wherever they're heading off to, and then they get um, time of prayer. So they can request specific prayer or we could just pray over them, whatever they feel most comfortable doing. And so um, the one day, this particular lady, she's there, she's, she's serving, she's bringing the coffee and she's praying over people. And another one of the ladies on the team were they were partnered up with her and she said I just went behind her and I went to go support her if she needed anything and she said and she was just praying and she was praying in the spirit and she God was moving within her and she said so I just stepped back and I just let her do her thing. And that is someone who was like, hey, listen, I am here for you if you need me, but was able to recognize the gifts that was in that and then released her to be able to do that and to serve God. That is a friend. In another case, I have a friend that I have worked with. Um, At one point, she was my student. Now we are working together, both hired by the same school and um I love her heart for children. She just has the sweetest heart. She is able to pick up on their emotions and notice when something might be bothering a student and really be able to zone in and encourage them in those times. And um, she has um, autism, epilepsy. There's some other things going on in the world there. And she just could be looked at, if someone kind of made a quick assessment, they may just think that the role in which she plays as a teacher's aide, and um, she serves in our child care at our church, they may initially think, mm, I don't know that she should serve in that capacity, But if you just watch her and how she just ministers to those kids, listens to them, just really takes the time to spend with them, enjoys playing with them, just gives them her full focus. And she just has this quiet, humble spirit that God has given her that just impacts a room. But again, If someone would have just looked at her and maybe made a quick assessment, they would have taken that away from her. However, giving her the opportunities to develop her gifts, see where she blossoms and where God wants her and where she's called to, and getting to know that gifting in her and then cultivating it that is being co-laborers in Christ. That is working together to fulfill those things. Now listen. I know this story is about God healing this man who was paralyzed. But the real the backstory, the there there are so many layers that can be peeled through this story is you have the the friends. You have the the opportunity to be saved, to be forgiven, to then be healed, and then you have the Pharisees. There's just so many parts of this uh, story to unpack. But it really just inspires me when I focus on those friends and those men who sacrifice to do something that, listen, everybody else is going, what are you crazy people doing? Are you serious? Now, don't get me wrong. They're going through a crowd of people who are getting in to see Jesus in whatever way they could too. But the fact that they climbed the roof, they dug the hole, they lowered him through when we walk side by side with people, when we support who God has created them to be, when we believe and have faith in a God who gifts his people to do his work, and we see that and we believe it in others, God can do incredible things. And I've seen it I believe it, I've seen both sides. I've seen the sides where people downplay or just downright shut someone down because they think you don't know what you're doing, you don't have that, don't you see this disability that you have? But we can be the friends who are not that. We can be the friends just like the man who was surrounded by the four guys. We could be those four guys ready to climb the roof break it down and get down in. So I encourage you to be one of those friends, to be willing to walk that path with someone who just needs someone to believe in them, who needs someone to walk alongside of them, to be that encourager. That is what the body of Christ is called to be. That is why when Jesus sent disciples out and he sent the people out he didn't send them out alone he sent them in pairs he sent them together why because we're better together we're stronger together and that's what these guys did do i know everything about disability ministry do i have all the answers have i done everything perfectly i have absolutely not but we are going to continue this conversation so that people of all abilities can have the opportunity to know Christ, grow in him, and serve him with the gifts that he has given them. Join us next time when we talk about things people say.